Hello friend, I am Maria and welcome to the Conversations with My Higher Self podcast. This show is about spirituality, consciousness, and the inner workings of the universe at large. My partner Sergey uses hypnosis to bring me into a deep theta state where I get a chance to connect with my higher self. He then interviews me to uncover a wealth of knowledge about higher realms, celestial beings, and various energetic practices. Enjoy! Today, I want to talk uh, to you about um, the crown chakra. Could you please tell me uh, what is crown chakra? Sure, a crown chakra is one of the energetic centers. One of the highest of the seven, quote unquote, seven chakras. There are actually eight chakras, but seven are most known to humanity at this point. Yeah. Like every other chakra, it houses or holds on to or is able to transcend, receive, and give a particular type of frequency that is the highest vibrational frequency of the seven chakras. Your crown chakra is also your connection and gateway point to everything in the universe, right? So the way you want to think about it is as the Kundalini energy, as the life force, as your prana moves up all the chakras, everything kind of culminates at the seventh point into a stream of white energy. And you almost want to imagine like there is like a ceiling on the top, right? Uh, on up top of your head, on the top of your head. And if this energy is strong enough, if the current that is rising up is strong enough, then it's like a glass ceiling. That energy can pass through the glass ceiling and kind of like burst it open, right? And as that forward upward movement of energy is happening, you become connected to other things in the universe and the different types of guidance systems that are available to you, if that makes any sense. That makes sense. So you said there is a ceiling and uh, it seems like if your crown chakra is not open or your other chakras are not supporting your crown chakra, the ceiling is just kind of blocks you from receiving this information. Correct. The only type of guidance you would be receiving would be from your third eye. So your third eye focuses mostly on your third dimensional reality and some bits of uh, the planetary consciousness. Now, this is the most important intuitive guidance center that will guide your day-to-day activities. Like for a lot of people, honestly, that's enough, right? If you're leaving, you know, a quote-unquote normal life, chances are you might not need all these guidance from the higher realms. Also, you are exactly correct. So I did say that, you know, as your stream goes from the lower chakras to the highest chakras, you have this potential of opening up this gateway. Yeah. And you do. The most important energy that really fuels the crown chakra starts with the heart center and goes up so really i mean as far as like the the vibrations of the crown chakra are concerned it kind of doesn't care what happens um you know below Below. the solar plexus solar plexus and below that is like almost like a different circle and cycle of energy uh whatever starts and opens up with a heart center are higher dimensional higher higher frequency type energies that have the power to fuel your Um, crown chakra right so it starts in the heart goes up through the throat moves up through the third eye and then goes up through the crown yeah now if that stream is potent enough then you open up this gateway into the universe right Hmm. the next chakra upwards is called the seat of the soul and that one connects you to the Akashic record field. So for you to be able to read the Akashic records, which contains information about 
your past lives, the past lives of all of your ancestors, you know, all of the information that you needed to know about this galaxy and all the neighboring galaxies, etc. So the great information field. Access to that is possible to you through the crown chakra, right? Mm-hmm. So again, like um, in, in, in this particular instance, one chakra really fuels another and then collectively they work together to get you all kinds of access. Got it. So, and uh, if we talk about third eye, is it intuition? And then what would be the uh, crown chakra in, in terms of the guidance? How would you call it? So depending as every person has a default setting, but I would call it the guidance from higher dimensions or your higher self as, as, as a general rule. Guidance. Yeah. And uh, in what kind of form? It depends. Um, very often it's just knowing. Uh-huh. So, and, and by the way, it's like not, not a knowing that you've always had. Uh-huh. It's something that it, almost like you remember all of a sudden. Or you, or like the puzzle pieces swarm together, and and you just have a knowing. So it's not like true. a thought, but it's it could a, be a thought. It like yeah. it depends. Like I said, it depends. Very often it's a knowing. It could be an image. It could be a thought. It could be the actual voice mm-hmm. that you would be able to hear, or a um a stream of moving images. Depends on your perception or like. Yes, it could also come in the form of a vision, in the form of a dream. Sometimes it is also perceived as an intuitive hit. But oh. the source of that intuitive hit would be different. Got it. Because what you call intuition, yeah. again, like it's a very mud- muddy term at this point. It can go from anywhere, basically, the intuition, I mean. Yes, so the intuition can come from or be transmuted through your third eye or your crown. Oh, got it. Okay. And uh, so when you connect or like when you kind of have the ceiling open, where where does it connect you to? So every prior to you being incarnated, Mm your higher self goes through a number of choices right so it's like (laughs) it's almost like working on the settings uh or you know when you when you get a new computer like you first have to apply all the settings you know what is the brightness of the screen etc etc so it's same same thing right so there are parameters that your higher self knows that it needs to um attach a setting to for instance you know a color of the eyes is a setting um the strength of your intellect is a setting and mm-hmm. there is a full range from zero to a hundred that your higher self could determine you know how much intellect or you know brain capacity would you have in this case beauty is a setting health is a setting strength is a setting everything is a setting access to information is a setting yeah. access to information through the uh like a higher type of spiritual information which comes from the crown chakra is a setting so your higher self would decide a what is the source of that information for you by default b how much and how often you would be getting it and that would be determined by the mission that has been planned for you and the specific goals that you have for this life of this incarnation now for most people they don't necessarily require guidance of very, very high dimension. For instance, they don't really require daily check-ins from source energy to be able to complete their missions effectively. Yeah. They could survive in what's called collective consciousness. And collective consciousness is a source of guidance. Although sometimes it comes in the form of one voice as a collective voice mm-hmm. of all humanity. Yeah. Now, 80% of the ho- of the humans at this point, when even when, and, and, and I'm talking about the ones that at least once in a while <laughs> have enough energy to be able to burst through this, this the glass ceiling and start getting those intuitive hits, they would get into the collective consciousness zone. And just like atmosphere around Earth, there are layers, almost like a, a layered cake. Yeah. Initially, you get to the collective consciousness of your planet. Mm 
Yeah. Then you get to the collective consciousness of the solar system and all the beings in the solar system. Then you get to the collective consciousness of your Milky Way galaxy. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the collective consciousness of the five neighboring galaxies. Then And, and basically, you, you, you catch my drift, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most souls would get into that collective consciousness, one of the layers of that particular cake. About 15% would connect to their higher self or a different aspect of their higher self. And only about 5% of the hu- humanity would connect to another source or another particular like specific type type of guidance that is more unique than general. Hmm. And that could be anything really. It could be connecting to source energy, divine feminine, divine masculine, it could be connecting to a particular kind of extraterrestrial as opposed to the collective of every extraterrestrial race. They could just be collect- connecting to the Pleiadians or just connecting to the Anunnaki or hmm. you know, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Uh, it, it, it depends on what was chosen for the mission. Right. So basically, uh, um, you have a default setting, right? You kind of have this ceiling. And then um, if you want to go higher, you basically, ca- can you, uh, based, based on your desire, like, oh, I just want to go higher. Um, so most people would not even... Try. <laughs> No, they wouldn't even understand the difference if they were to go higher, to be honest. Uh, um, it, it takes a particular kind of evolved soul to even want to go higher. Mm-hmm. The answer to the question, can you and can you not, is it depends. If you have access or keys, then you can. Mm-hmm. I mean, if everything is, I mean, we can take an analogy of the spaceship. Like if you're the captain of the spaceship, you probably have full access to every little nook and cranny of the ship. You can go anywhere you'd like. You know, you want to go to storage? Cool, go to storage. You want to go to the command center? You can go to the command center. If you're, you know, basically just getting started and it's your first year serving on that ship (laughs) and you're a mere mortal, so to say, you might only be able to access your, you know, the the grand hall and that's it. I see what you So it depends on your level of access first yeah. second and and the same actually when you're accessing the akashic records it's the same exact thing so some some souls are going to be denied access to certain aspects of the akashic field mm-hmm. for their own benefit and the benefit of the greater good <laughs> of the collective right yeah because yeah. you don't want somebody who's an amateur to mess with the grand design accidentally because everything is an interaction interaction with the Akashic field, if if not done properly, can damage the Akashic field in a way that it could render obsolete a complete section of the Akashic field. So that's why you always have certain levels of access. Yeah. So the other aspect of having access or going higher to your point depends on your energy levels, and not just overall energy levels, but a particular type of energy. Like if you don't have a particular type of fuel, the fuel is a crown chakra, then you might not be able to go to where somebody else can go that has that type of energy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And um, if we talk about the shape and form, because it has the name crown chakra, uh, does it have a crown shape? It does. Yes. And uh, can you describe? the kind of the anatomy of the crown chakra how it looks like yeah so it kind of sits so far as the the location right it actually really does sit on your head uh-huh so it's um you know in terms of the overall size of it it's maybe about four to five inches tall and it has either seven or eight spikes uh, or teeth of the crown, mm-hmm. right? Um, each of them ends with a little globule of light, a sphere, and each of the spheres corresponds to the frequency that it holds. So, for most of humanity, the crown chakra is going to be a crown with, you know, seven spikes, and each of them is going to be holding the energy of one of the colors of the rainbow. So, collectively, they'll give you white. Mm-hmm. 
souls that are more evolved, more ancient souls, generally the ones that have planetary type missions or advanced type missions, they would have an eighth tooth of the crown or an eighth spike of the crown. Hmm. And that would be completely white in color. Yeah. The most purest form of white, almost like diamond dusk white, that connects them straight to an aspect of a source consciousness for greater insights and higher level insights. It's almost like their own personal ticket to see the source consciousness aspect whenever they'd like to. Mm-hmm. And then as far as the anatomy, there is the outer portion and the inner portion of the crown. And then they're like kind of like joined together. Um, the outer portion of the crown is white, almost platinum like white, uh-huh. metallic. And then the inner portion is more yellow, gold. Is there a specific function for the outer and the inner layer, or is just the way it's formed? Well, I mean, one refers to the divine feminine, the other one refers to the divine masculine, but both are needed um, because everything is a tool. Yeah. And this is kind of like almost um, like your spaceship of sorts um, that would need to carry you depending on the layers if you're going to lower dimensional type frequencies um, the inner portion of the crown is enough if you're going to very high extraterrestrial type dimensions then you would need the outer or actually both so uh-huh. it's it's, um, it's about um, interdimensional travel but you know when we're talking the anatomy we have to talk about the full anatomy and not just not just the anatomy that is used by the majority right huh interesting okay and um so let's say uh, um like what would be the purple or how it helps or like no uh different uh question how would a person how would you describe a person with um, an open crown chakra that have that has like seven spikes like what what does it mean to have this connection for a regular person hmm. it's a kind of intuition but like why why do you need this channel and uh well because you need the connection to your guides mm-hmm. there is unfortunately no that's the thing when the higher we go up in the chakras, the less of the middle of the road impression they have. It's a lot easier to give you the general definition of what the lower chakra looks like, hmm. whether in its positive state or in its shadow state, as opposed to the crown. Because the crown is actually almost like the most personal of the seven yeah and it's it's more about how your energy interacts with it and the kind of insights that you need to get but let's just say that for anybody who has an open crown chakra a couple of things are true a they are connected to their mission now it might be subconscious but they are on their mission because anybody with an open crown chakra would literally not be happy if they're really off the mission because having your crown chakra open is a reminder a constant stream of you should be on the mission and this is what the mission is type of situation again not that might be subconscious i'm not saying that everybody who has an open and active crown chakra could articulate what their mission is but they certainly have a sense hmm. they have a sense like they would be able to tell you if they're on it yeah. or not because of that, people with an open crown chakra actually have more of a satisfaction and and, and, and they kind of are a lot more in the happy place compared to the ones that don't have it open. So it's almost like people, and, and that could be in, in essence maybe true um, to the people that have their third eye open, but even more so crown chakra. They cannot be described as blind kittens anymore. They are very much like aware mm. 
and they have the sight and they have the insight inside to know if they're on the path or off the path so they feel a lot more aligned in general they feel a lot happier you know you're not going to find depressed people here you're not going to find a lot of anxious people here you're not going to find a lot of unsuccessful people here huh but the, the kind of guidance they could be getting is very different very different yeah some let's say there maybe there is an artist for an artist say they're a painter mm -hmm. an open crown chakra might just mean that they always are connected to their source of inspiration and their muse and it's actually very easy for them to create now they don't know why that happens mm -hmm. but they might be getting daily downloads or nightly downloads as they're sleeping as to what is that next thing that they should create or how to best create it yeah right now they're fully in alignment with their mission and they're fully informed but it's not like they can articulate what their guides are telling them <laughs> that makes sense or if you are a writer or can yeah. you call it a muse like then, absolutely yeah absolutely huh that's interesting so basically or a muse? for an inventor when you know you feel like you're in the flow and things is just like they come to you right now a lot of inventors that really pushed science forward w when they were interviewed they actually didn't take the credit it's more so that the idea found them instead of they found that idea or answer like even isaac newton right was hit by an apple and that had that hit yeah <laughs> right it found him <laughs> right. he didn't find the idea yeah right but what did he have open the crown, the chakra. crown chakra yes that's interesting so in one of the episodes you i think you said that it's dormant for most of the humanity it's dormant for yes but it's also you know it can be dormant 99.99 percent .99 of the time and then like accidentally just give you this one hit and then boom close again yeah huh yeah and it's all about the flow of energy right that you know if if you're on the roll and you know you're at a point in your life where, where you have that upward energy stream mm -hmm. all of a sudden you know that glass ceiling could disappear for a mm -hmm. quick moment but then it can get go back into where it was hmm. so it doesn't have to be open all the time no absolutely not hmm. okay and um so can you maybe just tell a little bit more about the way it works right so uh, there is a case when it opens just for a second and then you get this apple right and then it closes back some people have it open all the time right yes yeah some people have it open all the time but it's not always the same uh, stream of energy because that stream of energy um so the way the white chakra works is for you to be able to get insights back you first have to give so it's um it's a giving chakra instead of a receiving it's a masculine from that regard right so in the same way that your third eye is a feminine and it's geared towards receiving your crown is a masculine so it's geared towards giving so first that energy stream that's coming upwards in your body starting your heart center then going through the three chakras you know it would need to like quite literally fuel the crown so each point of the crown becomes activated with this beautiful energy and then it like just shoots up um, upwards into the sky breaking that ceiling going up upwards to wherever is its destination which is basically where your guidance system is your default setting and then whenever that part of the universe gets animated by your own energy then you get a transmission backwards so before you can receive, you have to give. So even for people that have an open crown chakra, they're not necessarily giving and receiving at the same rate all the time. That would actually be quite tiring. So very often, you know, the information is received at night. You know, that is the time when the crown chakra is really, really naturally open. Um, you know, the person needs to be well rested that's one of the precursors 
or sometimes when the person is actively asking for guidance. Hmm. So it's almost like you might have a capacity to the energy that the chakra can transmute. It's almost like, think of it as and the upward stream of energy that your crown chakra creates is almost like a pipe. And for some people, that pipe is very wide. And for some people, the pipe is very narrow. Now, just because your pipe is very wide, does it mean that the energy that you're sending up through that pipe fills the whole pipe? Hmm. It, it doesn't. Yeah. The full pipe is the capacity. Which means that, you know, maybe you will use the full capacity twice in your life. Right. Three times in your life. And the rest, you're going to be working at... 10%. 10, 20, 30, really depends, right? So, yes, there are people for whom the crown is always open or almost always open. But it doesn't mean that they're always operating it at full capacity. Hmm. Um, and... Uh, Is there a difference between dormant and um, blocked crown chakra? Is there a reason between dormant and blocked? Difference, difference between dormant and uh, blocked. Can it be blocked uh, instead of dormant? Yes. So now we're starting to get into intricacies. So dormant would be it's kind of resting it's it's not right it's, right it can be open at any moment it's just not the right time right as i understand it dormant chakra could be um basically in in a couple of cases either it's a young soul that never actually ever activated the ground chakra yet mm-hmm so it's still dormant because it hasn't been activated. So that could be dormant. Another, you know, dormant type chakra is when in this particular incarnation, the energy flow just didn't go high enough so that that glass ceiling could be burst. So that's a dormant chakra, meaning a dormant chakra is actually not a chakra that has any blockages. It just doesn't have any energy flowing through it. Yeah. Or it never has mm -hmm. had. Yeah. A blocked chakra is a chakra that has a significant amount of dense, we can think of them as dark, energies preventing the flow from coming. Meaning there is an energy that's trying to get through, but it gets stopped by almost like this cork of darkness so that's the blocked situation hmm. now this blockage could happen for multiple different reasons it could be ancestral it could be something that you brought from a past life it could be exam an example of a traumatic experience some trauma it could be um, a byproduct of a shadow aspect of the chakra uh, or just a condensed amount of fear Right, which you know generally doesn't come out of nowhere. There is still a precursor to that fear, but a fear of getting guidance from the higher realms or resistance, for example. Yep, fear and resistance are very similar type energies. Uh huh. Got it. And uh, is there a way? Let Let's say there is a listener, and he or she is listening to this episode. She's like, okay, I want to kind of understand whether my crown chakra is dormant or blocked or maybe it's even open already is there a way to see that yeah absolutely you can always scan all of your chakras now when you're scanning your body and you're looking at your crown chakra a very healthy crown chakra is going to have a torrent of white, brilliant white light coursing through it. It's almost like firing. Firing like sparkles of dust. <laughs> uh, diamond dust. You know, back and forth. 
So like that is like they're giving and the receiving of like puffs of diamond dust. You mean in in this pipe, or no, all of it, like the full crown. The full crown, I got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like a puff of diamond dust coming into the crown, leaving the crown, coming into the crown, leaving the crown. Like there is activity in there. Mm. That is the open. Okay. Dormant is like a pipe that doesn't have any movement in it. It is nothing happening. You know, it's still, you can still see that, you know, it's a kind of a pipe and it's a white pipe. And supposedly if there was energy, it probably would be this like brilliant diamond desk type energy, but there is not much. And the blocked chakra is always going to have a puff of gray or black smoke around it, almost like a little dark cloud or a smog, you know, um, that would prevent the energy exchange. Very often on an energetic level, you would be able to see a stream of white light that's trying to push through, but it can't. And so no, no given and receiving is happening. Hmm. I see. Okay. That makes sense. And, uh, can you share some practices with us that can first remove the blockage? Uh, I think we can start there. And then second, make the flow working for a dormant one. And yeah, I think that that would be a great start. They're not that different, to be honest. Mm. You can use the same practice for both. Now, of course, what's most helpful is truly understanding why the blockage is is here. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, there is no easy practice or exercise we can do as to the why um someone would actually need to have a significant amount of clairvoyance to be able to understand what's blocking the chakra and what the reason is now luckily you don't truly need to know to be able to heal it the what could help us in in this exercise whether you want to establish a flow or clear the flow is the concept of the central sun of the galaxy, of the Milky Way galaxy. Um, Every galaxy has that what's called the central sun. You can imagine that as an exceptionally strong globule of white electric type energy that is so bright you want to like poke yourself in the eye it's so bright even in your third eye (laughs) it's like really potent very very potent so that is like literally the heart of all masculine energy in in, you know in, in your galaxy and that is something that governs or guides your crown chakra again the central sun is the center of masculinity in the galaxy right and your the chakra that corresponds the most to it is your crown chakra masculine masculine here masculine there so what you could do is because we already established that the energy of the crown chakra is a pipe right there's quite literally a pipe what you could do is imagine that there is the central sun is basically becomes smaller and starts traveling towards you, right? Or some aspect of the central sun. And it goes straight into the pipe of your crown chakra. And you want to see that descending and, you know, just basically traveling pretty much towards your head, right? Because your crown chakra is right on your head. And now one of the two things happen, right? At the end of that pipe, right where the pipe meets your head, so to say, there's either nothing if your chakra is dormant or there is a black cloud of stuff. And either way, central sun doesn't care and it can help you. Mm -hmm. 
Now, if there is a black cloud, then the central sun has work to do of clearing and cleaning and burning. And again, the central sun is the most white type of sun you can imagine. So our sun, right, that you can see in the sky has a yellow tint because it's actually, it has a lot less heat in it than the central sun. The central sun has a tremendous amount of heat and free energy. And so it's the most white, brilliant light you can imagine. Now, whatever your blockage is, it has nothing that could prevent this white sun from coming through because that energy is just so potent and so powerful. And so what you want to do is you want to allow the energy of that central sun to go through and clear up every aspect of this dark cloud and allow actually, you know, because you don't want to stop here. You want to allow the central sun to go down chakra by chakra, cleaning any impurities that you might have there. Almost do the downward spiral, Mm -hmm. right? And then just allow the central sun to exit from the soles of your feet or one of your foot, you know, feet. It doesn't really matter if it's both or one because it's one of those energies that could just multiply if it needed to. It could like create a split and then uh, get back into wholeness right yeah and then allow it to return back the same exact exercise is true for a dormant crown chakra only you know what you want to focus on is not the clearing aspect of of the the chakra but the activating uh, aspect of the central sun so you want to see the central sun descending the pipe and then you know, as soon as it reaches your head, what you want to do is you want to activate all your seven, or for some of you that feel like you have eight um, points of your crown, it would be eight. So you want the central sun to emanate, activate, fuel all of the points of your crown. So literally, Almost like jumping from the red to the orange to the yellow, you know, doing the full circle, activating every single point, and then going down down and, and cleaning all of your chakras. And when your crown chakra is activated that way, all of a sudden your dormant chakra can be dormant anymore. Hmm. Because all of a sudden you just got the great receiving. Yeah. Right? So that was your first intuitive hit. Now For both of these instances, you really want to watch what happens in the next 24 hours because you are going to start feeling different. You might have a lucid dream or just a dream that you remember and some type of message come through the dream. It could be a voice. It could be a picture. It could be, you know, if you've been looking for answers, this answer might just come to you. You might also want to pay attention to the things around you because you might start seeing signs or hearing, you know, like you might just be walking down the street and somebody says a phrase and like it just sounds like the answer to what you've been asking all along, right? Because insights work in so many different ways they could also work through quite physical signs right but definitely know that this is a very powerful activation exercise and it works immediately so the next 24 hours if you pay attention things are going to start happening Hmm. that's really cool if you're worried that you have an underactive ground chakra you can use the same exercise Meaning, oh, I think mine is open, but I'm not sure. Am I getting enough information? Like you could do that type of activation exercise. Clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Got it. Okay. And uh, let's say you are a listener who just checked the crown chakra and uh, you kind of see the energy flowing, right? So it's kind of activated. Uh, How can you use it? Like consciously let's say uh there is some information that flowing automatically right you are getting some guidance from different layers right depending on where you connect to uh is there a way you can use it consciously like i want to get an answer and i do a certain practice 
Yes and no. So first and foremost, your guides know you better than you know yourself. Same goes for your higher self, right? Yeah. So by the time you thought of a question, they've already known that you would think of this question that would bother you. So first lesson (laughs) and first thing to get straight is just trust it. (laughs) Just trust that energy and surrender to it. It is one of your greatest allies and chances are it knows you better than you know yourself. So don't presume that you could ask something of it that it had no clue that you would ask. Because we're, as humans, are actually very predictable. And whatever you're going to do three weeks down the road, your guides already know that you're going to do today. Hmm. That, I mean, it is quite clear. Like, we're not such great mysteries, unfortunately. I hate to break your heart. So lesson number, <laughs> lesson number one is trust it. Just yeah. trust that energy. Trust that whatever is needed you know, for you in the moment, you're going to receive it. Do you know that like when you're doing any type of healing or sometimes when you see a healer and you're like, or like you see even the fortune teller sometimes if it's in the, the one that comes from light, you don't always receive what you think you, you, you want, but you always receive what you need because oh, yeah. the universe is wiser. And sometimes you think like, I want this, this thing so badly. And you come to see a, a healer and it heals you for like a completely different thing. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah. And, and then like three months later, you're like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Because it's always wiser than you are. It sees like 10 steps ahead. Not only that, but it knows what your mission is where consciously, whereas you might be subconscious. So the number one rule for working with your crown chakra is trusted. And then, then, yes, the answer is yes, of course, you can ask questions. Right. So working with the crown chakra is not so much working with the crown chakra, but it's working with your guidance system or with your guides, right? So whatever you want to call them, you want to call them your angels, guardian angels, doesn't really matter. It's easier to imagine that guidance system as one particular being. You know, humans actually have a hard time imagining collective anything because we're like, oh, I'm not sure how this works collectively. That collective energy is not a very easy, easily comprehensible energy. Yeah. But humans have a very easy time imagining one consciousness, right? Especially in this divided third dimensional reality. So if you want to have a better quote unquote relationship with the crown chakra, you want to start having a relationship with a guide, right? A guide. Yeah. A guide. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, and I suggest strongly in a meditative state, getting to know your guide having a meditation where you go into a happy place or a beautiful place and you meet that guide and you see what he or she looks like. And it might be an animal, by the way. It might be a dragon. It might be a unicorn. It might be a cloud. It might be the sun. You don't know what it is. Hmm. It might be a mineral. It might be um, So don't get surprised. It's just a stone. (laughs) Right. Say it again. Don't get surprised if it's just a stone or like a yes body of water yes okay that's my guy and then of course it's never just yeah yeah yeah. it's just represents it's it's infinite infinite consciousness yes yeah that you know chose to show itself as just the body of water Hmm. (laughs) i see what you mean right okay so you want to get to know your guide to a point where you know what their name is you know you can ask them how can i best receive information from you and, you know, that that answer would be given to you. And for different people, the answers are different. For some of you, it'll, it'll be through a dream state. For others, it would be through meditation. For others, your guides might tell you actually in nature is when we can best communicate. For others, it would be through automated writing. For those of you that don't know, automated writing is a very, very powerful tool where you sit down, you take a piece of paper, you write down your question on a piece of paper, then you write the word answer and you just let the answer spill on the paper but you know that the answer is coming from your guide Mm. so for a lot of you the guidance could come in the form of automated writing for some of you can come through a voice a picture a sign as you're driving you know you see something that's a sign you know so it's it's getting to know how your particular guide talks to you 
how your particular guide transmits information. And then the other part, what's really helpful around getting any type of guidance is meditation, a practice of daily meditation, even if it's five, even if it's five minutes. The reason being is our reptilian brains and you know our very complex technocratical technological societies, what happens right now is there's too much information in the ether. Not only that, but that information is about doubling every year with all the social media, all the UGC user-generated content. The amount of information doubles, if not quadruples every year. So in other words, it's a very busy pathway. It's a very busy highway where you all are living. So if you're experiencing quote unquote trouble, either hearing guidance, getting guidance, trusting guidance, or any of the above, chances are you're not yet able to distinguish between what is guidance as opposed to what is your thought, as opposed to what is somebody else's thought versus what is just information that's coming in. Because the torrent of traffic is just so huge. What a daily practice of meditation is going to help you, help you do is declutter. It's like a spring cleaning every day. When you declutter, you in essence give a shot and a chance to your guides and your crown chakra to come through and shine and do its job. Because you're getting guidance, believe it or not, every day. Now, are you getting it or not is a whole other question. Oh, you are getting it, but maybe you're not receiving it. Receiving it, it absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. Because if everybody was receiving their guidance, everybody would be living a happy life. I think we would all agree that that's not the case on planet Earth today. Not everybody feels happy day in and day out. No. In fact, depression and anxiety are all-time highs. So it would be different if people had it open and like kind of receiving information from your guides? It would be different if people established a habit of getting outside of the cluttered highway and into a, like a place of calm where they can actually receive the information. Mm, and ask questions and receive answers. Absolutely. Oh. But that requires quiet. Yeah. That requires you proactively taking the time to do it. Oh, and being on social media is not necessarily conducive to getting guidance. Huh. Being on the internet is not conducive to getting guidance. Watching TV is not conducive to getting guidance. And living in the city, I guess, is also not yes, beneficial. Yes, added to the same pile. Mm -hmm. I see what you mean. Okay. And uh, what about asking for help? I guess asking for help, asking for guidance is the same thing. Is there like a practice or meditation when you go inside the meditation and then you activate your crown chakra you imagine it and you kind of send the request through this pipe or it's always easier to ask for help from your actual guide that you get to know and actually the more you get to know your guide yeah. that help is going to be forthcoming because your guide by default always wants to help you mm. so the more you establish that relationship the more you get to know your guide they all have different personalities by the way and like having a true relationship with them is a lot of fun it's like having a best friend it's really that special now if you have a true relationship meaning like you're giving and receiving and you're grateful for that for their guidance and their help because it's actual work right they mm -hmm. they have probably better things to do or other things to do at least right so it, establishing a true relationship with your guide would ensure that you're getting help and yes can you ask for it absolutely hmm. um how how would you do this? Is it just uh, like there a is, request? There's or an always a place, right, where either your guide would prefer to meet you, yeah, or you would establish a very strong connection with them. So the, at first, you would need to locate that place, right? Locate a place where him or her and you can meet, right? Um, and you definitely want to be in the flow. So 
before you can find that place, uh, a meditation that I would suggest, or as you, you know, as you're trying to find it, imagine yourself in a river. You know, it's a big torrent. It's a river, and you're in a little boat, right? And you want to set an intention to find a place where your guide lives, or you know, where your guide wants to meet with you. And then you just want to, you know, let it go and float. See yourself floating. You know, you might even, you know, if, if, if you have a good mind's eye, a very developed mind's eye, you would be able to see exactly the direction that you're going, what's around you. You know, are you passing by the mountains or the forest? You know, what's around you? It could be actually not even um, an earthly type terrain. You could be passing down the pink river and the trees are blue. Like it could be anything. So don't be tied to like a particular physical place on earth, right? So you really just want to go with the flow here and allow the water to bring you exactly to where you need to disembark, right? And then when you're there, you would notice actually quite naturally that the boat wants, quote unquote, to stop in a particular location. So you want to disembark and then you would see yourself on the bank of the river and then you're going to start walking. Sometimes you would even see a creature, a person or someone guiding you. And sometimes you would be even, you know, they would be holding your hand and leading you somewhere. Just go with the flow. And then they would take you to a place. You know, a place where you can talk to your guide. That place is really, really different for different people. Mm-hmm. For some people, it could be a desert. For other people, it could be a library. For other people, it could like literally feel like an extraterrestrial planet somewhere. Yeah. Stonehenge. It like really the the world's your oyster. Like I don't know what the answer is. And and then, you know, that is where you meet and greet, you know, your guide, get to know them, have a conversation, all of the good stuff. And you want to memorize that place, right? It's almost like remembering the coordinates. Mm-hmm. And every time you would need guidance or something, you already have a shortcut to this place. So as soon as you get into the meditative state, you can set an intention to emerge in that place. And then from that place, you know, A, it's your safe place. B, it's it's a place that your guide most likely has already secured and designated for the two of you. It's probably a very protected place so that you can have uninterrupted communication and it's 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 a quote unquote physical location that you can keep going back to, hmm. right? Yeah. So that would be one of the shortcuts for you to talking to your guide. Nice. And uh, what is the difference between like talking to your guide and let's say you build this connection with your guide and uh, talking to your higher self? Uh, let's say you have a guide. But does it mean that you don't have to talk to your higher self anymore or your higher self can be your guide at the same time? Uh, Very often, um, our higher self is not our guide. Sometimes, in some rare instances, it is. It's interesting because our higher selves, I mean, they all have personalities, obviously, right? But our guides have a lot more patience with us sometimes than our higher self. Huh. Higher selves do. That's interesting. So, I mean, could you also meet your higher self using the same type of meditation that I just described? Absolutely. But just don't be surprised that most, most often the guide that comes forth is not going to be your higher self. Hmm. So it makes more sense to ask for guidance and help from your guide than your higher self. Well, you already have one assigned to you. And listen, your higher self is going to help you regardless. Yeah. Right. So it's not like your higher self is completely unaware that you're in a world of trouble and need help right now. Yeah. Because by definition, you're attached to it by the cord. So if you're drowning, they're the first one to, to find out. Don't worry. <laughs> right? Yeah. So again, like I recommend talking to the guide. If you absolutely are intent on getting help from your higher self, you could. Mm-hmm. You could. Got it. 
Now it's up to the higher self whether they want to help you or not. But that's interesting. And can you help me to understand the difference that between the guide and the higher self? So they both can help you, but you have a guide that is always with you and it's kind of his, her job to help you on this journey. Yes, it's a sacred contract that they made with your higher self, actually. Uh-huh. Right. And they said something along the lines of, you know, it is my job. Like, I understand what your mission is. Right. So they, they sit down with a higher self prior to incarnation. And the higher self goes something along the lines of, this is the map of what I want to do in this incarnation. These are my goals. This is the kind of person that I want to be. These are the karmic knots that I want to untie. Yada, yada, yada. And this other soul for their own personal evolution, by the way. They want to be a great guide because they understand everything is one. So by helping you, they're helping themselves. Mm -hmm. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So they're like, I can help you achieve that. And so it's a sacred contract that's formed between your higher self and this soul, or sometimes there are multiple souls, right? Depending on the incarnation uh, that are in essence, your guides. And then it's kind of like up to this guide to help. Mm. <laughs> got it okay. and the difference is that it is it is not your higher self generally it's somebody else yeah, yeah yeah okay now now it makes sense because uh sometimes it was not clear for me whether i should ask my higher self for help or my guide for help but now it kind of uh you can even ask both it's not yeah I mean, you can the world's ask a, both. your oyster there is no like that's the beauty about like spirituality and that's the beauty of energy work there is no right or wrong answer <laughs> there's quite literally whatever you choose as the best adventure for yourself whatever gives you the most joy whatever makes you feel the most animated hmm. awesome that's really cool and uh, is there anything else you would like to tell us about how, um, crown chakra that the world should know hmm tough one Honestly, what I want to say is baby steps. Yeah. Baby steps. Let's start at your heart. Let's start at your heart. And really, like, before you are able to get all this guidance that some of you are thirsting for, and others quite literally don't feel like you can ever get, like, it all starts in the inception of that energy is your heart center. Now, if your heart center, if your heart is heavy, if your heart has a lot of shadow, a lot of pain, a lot of suffering that dwells in it, by default, you're not going to be very well equipped to get guidance and all the help. At least not consciously you won't. Right? Yeah. So always the baby steps start at the heart center. So you want to work chakra by chakra, right? Taking in the lessons of those chakras and not trying to skip any because you quite literally can't. It's not like you're like, okay, well, I really love the concept of the Anahata. I really love to love everybody. And like, Jesus was great. This makes so much sense. And then you're like, but throat, I don't know, that idea of self-expression and creativity and, you know, really going for it and being on my mission does not tie well with me but i really like the third eye third eye is really cool so why don't i skip this you know uh throat center and just you know go straight to third eye you can't like you gotta you know walk the walk right so it might be tempting to skip and and get to the highest center but it's not meant to be that way Everything is a journey and everything is an exploration. And that one step is meant to be skipped, right? And yeah, sometimes it feels like a grind. But definitely, step number one is really reconnect to your heart center. That's the number one most important thing. Really start taking other as a part of yourself. That's the number one thing. Yeah. Then move up to the lessons, the karmic lessons of the throat chakra. That might, by the way, take... 60 million incarnations <laughs> not to discourage you right <laughs> then you can start getting uh really opening up your third eye 
and only then the crown. So the being in a rush is not necessarily helpful. In fact, being in a rush to open something prematurely might create more karma, not less karma. That makes so much yeah. sense. So just baby steps, not being in a rush, taking everything one day at a time as a part of the journey and being grateful for any progress that you make, being grateful for any guidance that you get, being grateful for any help that you get, because that is a great multiplier. Gratitude is a great multiplier. Mm. If you get a little bit, titty bit, like a little bit of a dream that like, just like one scene in the dream that you really remember and helped you be grateful. Because next time they'll send you more. <laughs> That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all this information with us today. Now I'm going to end our session. Um, I'm very grateful for the information you provided us today. I'm asking the higher self to resist to where it belongs with much love and much thanks for the help and information it has been given Maria today. I know that our listeners are really going to appreciate it. Now I want all the consciousness and personality of Maria to once again return and fully integrate back into the body completely.